Welcome to another episode of Cut the Foreplay. My name is Nadia Favre. I'm your host for this and every other episode until the internet goes away. Today is a day. Today is a day worth celebrating. So many things are happening. Number one, it's the first week of the COVID vaccines being... <laughs> so I'm going to try that again. I don't know why that came out. I don't know why I chose to say it like that. It is the first day that the COVID-19 coronavirus... COVID-19 vaccines are coming out in the UK, so I think that's absolutely something worth celebrating. And number two, more importantly, more important than a vaccine that could save humanity, is the fact that it's Cut the Foreplay's fourth birthday this month. Four years of me talking shit with you, and I'm so excited about this. Uh, Cut the Foreplay is my baby. It sucked on my chapped brown nipple until it grew to this stage. I'm a proud mama and my vagina is still hella tight. So I think it would be an honor and a privilege to sing to you the most requested song in this nation currently, sung by me, originally done by KBC. I hope you don't sue me. Love you guys. Shout out to you. I remember in the 90s when your channel, your station would switch off at 8 o'clock. I still respect that. Don't sue me. Humbus day to you. This is your day. If you do not know this, because uh, I don't know what it is about me, you guys are hella nostalgic. You're like, remember when you were on XFM? And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. But I also still work in radio. So if you don't know that, I'm on uh, The Fuse 984 on Capital FM, 10 to 2, Monday to Friday. So you should tune in because it kind of sounds like this. Previously on The Fuse. There we go. We were talking about the elections uh, all the time, basically forever and for always for the last umpteen days. Um, me and myself. But uh, Kanye got 60,000 votes, which is wild. And then I saw this uh, headline a while ago that I forgot that I had saved to give you because, you know, I love collecting little things for you to giggle at. Now, there's a man in Punjab, a candidate, who cried after getting only five votes because he says there are nine members in his own family. <laughs> the Fuse with Anne Muara and Nadia Favri. Here's the agenda for the rest of the episode. We're going to talk about a gay couple who are absolutely going to make you cry. We're going to talk about my favorite DP, and I'm not talking about double penetration or diamond plaza. I'm talking about the one, the only, big titty Dolly Parton. We got to dive into the fact that this dominatrix lady makes you clean her house. There's a bunch of things in between, so just listen the fuck up. Ooh, yeah. It seems like a lifetime ago that Dolly Parton, a.k.a. DP herself, announced that she was donating a million dollars to the coronavirus research. That was back in April. Seven months have gone by. I've switched lovers. Many things have happened. And now we're finding out that she has absolutely saved us all. The money helped develop a vaccine that's almost 95% effective in clinical trials. You can even find her name in the acknowledgments of the New English Journal of Medicine article, which is nuts to me. She was asked about it. Uh, on the Today Show and she said, quote, yeah, that's what I understand. I haven't read up enough. They told me before I went on air that they'd be asking me about it. Like, homegirl has no idea that she's completely fucking saved the earth. She continues to say, I'm just happy that anything I do can help somebody else. And when I donated the money to the COVID fund, I just wanted to do good. Evidently, let's just hope we find a cure real soon. Obviously, this was a while ago and come present day, we are, as I said, in the first week of mass... <laughs> jabs in the tit no they don't they don't inject you in the tit that would be wild i'd be kind of into it 
So related but not related, same, same but different. I have to talk about this, the fact that in 1978, Dolly Parton was on the cover of Playboy. She was 32 years old and she said that once she turns 75, she might actually agree to be back on that cover. Am I gonna buy it? I don't know. Have I pre-ordered it already? Don't tell a damn soul, honey. DP, more like double D. That's a lie. Those are Fs. Some big ass titties. Those are some big ass titties. But honestly, even if uh, the money that she put towards COVID, uh, the COVID vaccine didn't actually work out, she still has saved humanity. Jolene, nine to five, two doors down. How? How is she perfect like this? First of all, let me tell you a little fun fact about Dolly. She wrote Jolene and I will always love you in one day. Nothing I do in my life will ever be as relevant as that day that Dolly made up those two fucking bangers. Bittersweet memories. That is all I'm saying. <laughs> Snaps for you, Dolly. We are here to celebrate you 100%. Even though you are godmother to absolute trash, Miley Cyrus, who's no longer vegan, but we'll get into that some other time. Sidebar, double sidebar, actually. I was thinking about reading a vegan erotica about a woman who's vegan, but let me tell you, she eats a different kind of meat. <laughs> Oh god, I just feel so well suited for the role. I don't know what it is. Moving on over to the second uh, group of human beings that we need to applaud is Damien and Ariel, who are 42 and 39, and they were the first gay couple to be married in northeastern Argentina, province of uh, Santa Fe. Soon after their wedding in 2011, the couple from Rosario started thinking about expanding their family. And by that, they don't mean what I mean, which is getting a third person in the sexual scenario. They mean actually, you know, having kids like other wholesome people would want. In 2014, they received a call that there was a baby up for adoption and the 28-day-old baby girl was HIV positive and she was already rejected by 10 families before Damien and Ariel adopted her. Fortunately, baby Olivia, as they named her, responded well to the treatment and the couple... Oh, stop, I'm, I'm in my feelings. The couple was happy to hear that the virus was no longer detectable in her blood. She wasn't infectious and her immune system was not damaged anymore. That I mean, that really, that is so sweet. Oh my God. This is the thing that I always say is that I remember reading an article about, um, people in the LGBT community, I think specifically for gay men, that they had higher emotional intelligence than most members of a nuclear family. Like if there's a gay child, a gay boy in the family, he's likely to be the mediator. Oi, do I have to English? The mediator, Emmer. <laughs> Nadia, stop. He's most likely to be the mediator in the family, and uh, I think that absolutely makes sense. A lot of the marginalized groups always kind of have that perspective and that uh, understanding of what it's like to be beat down by societal norms and shit being pushed on you, so they end up being kind and gentle and very loving. But this is a universal truth, in my opinion, but it does not apply to Tila Tequila, because, <laughs> let me tell you, Tila Tequila, bisexual queen, I think she's from, ooh, let me look up our background, hold on. Okay, I found it. Her dad is Vietnamese and her mom is French Vietnamese. So, Tila Tequila, I don't know if you remember this, but she had a song called I Like to Fuck, and one of her lyrics were, quote, Sucking on my titty be so milky, I get dirty with it, I get filthy. If it ain't yours, you can still come and drill me, right? 
Unquote. Few years later, she found God and left bisexuality behind and now hates the LGBTQ plus community. I think mainly because she's in a relationship with a man, so she's like, oh, can't remember what orgasms or joy feels like. <laughs> We do not stand Taylor Tequila on this show. I don't know if you've noticed this. <sighs> Why do people make these grand statements if they don't actually believe in it? Damn. People need to chill. Second, I'm a it is so milky. I get dirty with it. I get filthy. If it ain't yours, you can still come and drip me right. Baby, don't take this person knowing I'll go and fuck these hoes. Don't get it fucked up, baby. You're my queen. Even though I go and put my in everything, baby, it's just cause I like to fuck. What a good song. Raymond Nelson, a support specialist at, oh, now I gotta say this name. Meminger, nope, that doesn't sound right. Let's start again. Raymond Nelson, a support specialist in downtown. Nope, one more time. You got it, girl. Don't worry. You had too much coffee. I can't feel my cheeks. There's ants walking on them. Raymond Nelson, a support specialist in downtown Charleston, wanted to help at-risk boys at his school. Many of the boys had no dads, so Nelson decided to start a gentleman's club. Nearly 60 students signed up, dressed for success. They meet at the club once a week. And during these meetings, Nelson teaches them how to treat their mothers and sisters right. Oi, oi, oi. And to shake hands and make eye contact, address their elders, and so much more. I absolutely respect the shit out of this. This is the kindest thing that I've... The, yeah. oh! Man, I'm such a sucker for, like, optimism. <laughs> the human race can be so wonderful. You ain't gotta take your panties off, just move them to the side. Move them to the side. Oh my god, I have to listen to that song now. Fuck you, Tila Tequila. Yo, but really, shout out to my drama teacher who sat me down and she was like, homegirl, I know you're trying to go in for a history degree, but I feel like you should think about performing. And I was like, she means burlesque, because look at this tight ass bod. No, I think she meant this in hindsight. I don't think my teacher was hitting on me. Fair enough. But for real though, underpaid, undervalued, absolute stars. Have a cool. That's definitely wrong, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Was rewarded. No, that's not correct. Was awarded with an honorary degree at the University of Sakare. Mona Nadia. Sitai kusema vitu kaba hivi si elewe bibi zizugubzi vizuri kizungu. Ah, na wazungu siwa elewe. Degree at the University of Sakare, Turkey. Have a cool was uh, awarded with an honorary degree in Turkey for uh, no, not the, the degree wasn't in Turkey. <laughs> Stop. Was I can't give me a second here. Have a cool was uh, awarded with an honorary degree at the University of Sakarya in Turkey for reading aloud lecture notes for her blind daughter. So there's a video, mama, 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 mia, pizzeria. I'm just gonna cry today straight the fuck up. But there's a video of her actually reading out the notes to her daughter, and she helps her daughter on stage, and then all of a sudden realizes that they're calling her name as well. And it's, I mean, I have to put this up uh, so you guys can cry along with me it's so beautiful i'm really here to celebrate mothers man damn nadia where are you, are you okay today <laughs> it's so sweet 
Haba's dedication and its recognition by the university quickly went viral and was shared with tens of thousands of people on social media. Honestly, she just like, you know, I think it's getting me emotional because she's like an older Middle Eastern woman with the hijab and the abaya and everything. It just reminds me of my mom. My mom is a sweet little lady and uh, to be honest, she's a powerhouse and she scares me, but she's so sweet to me. Love you, Mama, if you're listening. Also, I don't know if you know this, but like, I don't allow my mom to listen to the podcast because it's too dirty. And I, I, I think that's just like a weird line that, that neither of us are willing to cross. But when I'm editing and I'm doing the promos for the digital spaces and I'm doing the promos for the radio, I make little promos for her and I send it to her so that she can enjoy certain things because she does giggle at my humor. Um... Ow! Malone Mukwende is uh, 20 years old, and this story absolutely blows my mind. He's a medical student at St. George University of London. When Malone arrived at school, he noticed that students were only taught disease symptoms on fair skin. This is what inspired him to partner with two university staff to create the Mind Gap Handbook. So the goal is to help healthcare professionals recognize certain symptoms on black and brown skin tones. The Mind Gap includes side-by-side -side pictures of illnesses and how they appear on white and dark dark skin. That is crazy, the fact that... <laughs> you mean to tell me, if I go to the doctor, they'll look at me and be like, nah, you're kosh because you're brown and we don't know what a, you know, deadly virus looks like in terms of physical symptoms on your skin because you're hella brown. May the laudit be with me. I feel like everything is built against people of color and women. Surprised that we're st all still alive. Like, shout out to you, girl. So one example from the book is the Kawasaki disease. If it's wrong, you know, come for me. It's okay, I said it with my full chest. A disease commonly characterized by a rash. The condition appears differently on darker skin, often making it more difficult to notice and to diagnose. Honestly, Malone, Mukwende, fucking A. I applaud the shit out of you. You have saved all of our family members and yourself. Mashallah, run with it. Bada bing, bada boong. Uh, so this seems like a really obvious way to steal a car. I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often. Here's like, I know everyone else is saving lives and adopting uh, babies in need, but this guy, for some reason, I feel like we have to celebrate him. There's a 28-year-old guy named, ah, ya Allah, Manotam in northern India, he recently sold his car to a guy for around $3,500, but he hid a GPS device in the car to track its movements. And the day after he sold it, he tracked it down and stole the car right back with the spare keys that he didn't give the other dude. <laughs> oh my god, I don't know why this one is just like full on fisting me. The story is getting me so good. The police figured it out and realized he'd pulled that same scam at least seven times in the past two years. Woo, he's been arrested on several charges. So if I met this guy and I was like, what do you do for a living? And he's like, oh, investment. I'm like, nah, bruh, be honest. And he was like, honestly, I kind of like fuck around sometimes. I sell my car, then I steal it back. I'd be like, <laughs> impregnate me now, you genius. Did he sound milky? I got started with it. I got felt that. If it ain't y'all, it can start coming drunk. Another thing that we get to celebrate today is the fact that we had uh, planned for two features. I'm <laughs> 
I know, we're being so wild right now. Stupid criminals. And it's fucking story time. A 68-year-old grandmother transformed her life after her divorce and became a dominatrix. <laughs> Who charges men to come to her home and clean while wearing maid's outfits? First of all, this I have so much to say about this story because she's literally doing nothing. She's just like degrading these men and then she gets a clean house and money. Sherry Lever, who goes by at Mistress Sophia, that's Mistress with three S's if you'd like to follow her on the Twira, prides herself in dominating men for a fee of 120 pounds, which is equivalent to $120, which is equivalent to essentially 12,000 shillings. But I know the dollars dropped, so let's say 10,000 shillings. Also would be 10,000 shillings. Canadian. So everybody's covered, everybody's good, everybody's happy, you know the conversion rates. Quote, I've been enjoying life through my alter ego. Just because I'm in my 60s doesn't mean I can't make a living off dominating men while I wear PVC outfits. Unquote. Sherry's new life started after she became familiar with phone sex. Yes, Sherry! You and I both love that. But she soon realized she preferred to scream and belittle men. Haven't tried that, honey, but I betcha it's gonna change my life. One day, she she decided to invite a client over and upon arrival she told him to change into a pink and white maid outfit with heels. To be fair, I do like men in dresses. Have you seen that picture of Jaden Smith with a skirt? Honey! Wouldn't mind an entanglement over there. She then whipped him and told him to clean her house. When he was done, he gave her 250 fucking pounds. Quote, watching him mop. I never felt so alive. Afterwards, he paid me $250. It was so much money, I couldn't believe it. Unquote. Following their encounter, she went and bought all the items needed to become a full dominatrix, and now she has a booming business. Oh my god. Her and uncle there from India who steals back the cars, if they got together, it's just a free fucking life. That's the true meaning of freedom. Freedom. <laughs> 